Hey, you're listening to City Lift Church's podcast. We hope today's message fuels you with courage for your journey. Here's today's message. What up, City Lift? Ooh, yeah, cool. Who's this black guy? I said, what's up, City Lift? How you guys doing today? For those that do not know me, my name is Sean J. Sean J. Hudson. Um, I love Matt. Pastor Matt, he's actually like a very good friend of mine. He's poured into my family numerous amounts of times. I can't even front, can't even lie. I'm kind of nervous. This man hasn't seen me preach in a minute. So glory be to God, we're gonna do some things. Uh, like, my, like my good friend said, um, I do not come to you with eloquent words, but I am a black man that happened upon the word of God. So I think we're gonna be cool today. I think we're gonna be all right. Um, Matthew, forgive me um, if I say anything reckless this morning. Um, I am made righteous, but I am still a little bit ratchet. Bear with me. Y'all cool, y'all here, y'all with me. All right, cool. So. I love the fact that we get to go into this, ser- this, um, this series about hope. I feel like hope is kind of one of like my things and one of my very big issues that I like to deal on issue. Um, I myself uh, kind of, I grew up in church, had a very straightforward life for the most part, and I always told my wife, my wife Shantae, what's up baby, um, that like I don't feel like I have a testimony and that was like the worst thing for me to ever say because as soon as I said that, God was like, here, test, 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 take that. And, and through the process of, of just growing and going through life, God has um, brought me to an amazing place and brought me through a lot of things. And I've gone to a lot of places in which I had almost like no choice but to just seek God's face. Anybody ever been in that situation where it's like, bro, I got no choice but to sit right here and, and, and spend time with God? Um, so, like, just the gist of, of like, this whole thing, um, my sermon title is called Hope Dealer. Everybody say Hope Dealer. All right, do me, I, I, I used to hang around terrible people, so look to your neighbor. Look to your neighbor. Say, got that? Look to your other neighbor. Say, got that? No, we are not speaking of drugs. We are speaking of hope. That is the thing that we are dealing, that is the thing we are selling, and I hope that you can get something from this by the end of this sermon. Everyone bow your heads, close your eyes, do whatever you gotta do in reference of this moment. Father God, we come to you right now and we worship you, Father God. May I decrease so that you can increase less of me and more of you, Father God, as we worship you in this place. In the name of Jesus, covered in the blood of Jesus, and everybody said, Amen. So hope dealer, I believe that we have all been strategically placed wherever it is, wherever we are, to bring hope into people's lives. I kind of feel like everyone really does need that in their life. They need something to look forward to. They need something to, somebody to tell them that, yo, it gets better. You ever just need someone to tap you on the shoulder like, bro, it's not that bad, it gets better. I had a bad headache the other day and I had my head down at work and one of my customers came in and he was like, bro, whatever you're going through, it's gonna get better. And I was like, dog, it's just a headache, it's all good. I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm cool. So I love looking at Jesus because I believe the, the way we walk through this life, Jesus was the best example to show us that it was possible. It's something that we ourselves can do. And um, yeah, so we're going to hop into this. So the whole focus is that Jesus came in a time of need. He came when things were looking pretty bleak. He came when it seemed like there was no hope in that day and age. Basically, the Jewish people came under the rule of the Roman, of the Roman society. 
Um, they changed a lot of things and a lot of ways in which they, they lived. They were being oppressed by a government. Um, they were being held back. That doesn't sound familiar. Nothing I've been through, right? And they were looking for someone that was prophesied to come and change the game, flip the government on its head, free them from the things that they've been going through. In, cha in um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, it speaks about how we are the salt of the earth. Real simple, real weird. So to me, when I think of this verse, if you know my wife, you know she loves salt. No matter where we go, no matter what we eat, whatever she cooks, blah, salt is going in there. You know, we are, we are black. Um, my, my wife is of Caribbean descent. I myself as well, but I'm very Americanized. I'm a super yank. But my wife, you know, she comes from backgrounds from, um, from Montserrat, from Puerto Rico. So like there's certain things that we need um, when we're eating. I need that adobo. I need that says on completa and tu sabe. You know what I'm talking about, bro. I need these things in my life. Now, if you know me more recently, um, I am overcoming, that's how we're gonna say it, high blood pressure. The black man's thorn in his side. Bro, worst thing ever, and it's crazy because like I consider myself a pretty healthy, healthy dude. Like even like looking at my circle, it's just like, oh yeah, Sean's skinny, he's healthy. Wrong. So it's just like, they told me that, and I was like, nah, God, this ain't real. I'm gonna have to go back vegan again, and I don't want that. And, and I was just like, man, there is something about salt that once it hits the pan, once it hits whatever it is you throw in an avocado, it just brings out this great flavor. You felt that in your spirit, I saw that. It just brings out this great flavor, just it enhances, modifies, and improves anything that it touches. So us, as we being the salt of the earth, come on now, someone speak to me, wherever we go, we have to make sure that we are improving, modifying, making whatever room we step into better. Jesus knew that. Jesus was the great example to show that. Um, in John chapter 12, verse 12 through 14, to preface this scripture, Jesus already started his ministry. He just healed Lazarus. Everybody knows the story. Everybody, Lazarus was dead. He went out to the rock. He said, come out, Lazarus. Lazarus walked out like nothing happened. What's up? Now, I don't know about you, but if I would have seen that personally, I'm like, bro, this is it. This is what the walking dead has prepared me for. I'm ready. So Lazarus was just healed. They're going through town. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this guy, Jesus, brought a dude back from the life. There's a lot of crazy things happening. Wherever Jesus went, he wasn't only performing miracles in like, in, inside of like the synagogues, but he was hitting the streets and he was changing people's lives. Every area he went in, wherever he went, whoever he touched, whatever ground his foot stepped on. That wasn't as impactful. There we go. He changed the atmosphere and made a difference. Now, in John chapter 12, it says, the next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. And they shouted, praise God, blessings on blessings on blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail the king of Israel. And it goes on to say that this is like kindergarten for me, but, you know, different for a lot of people. 
This is when Jesus rode into town on a donkey. Behold, he comes riding on a donkey. Weird flex, but okay, bro. And it's not exactly what I was expecting, but everything Jesus did had purpose, and it was actually fulfilling a prophecy that was made way before he came. So in everything, we have to make sure that when we step in the room, when we step into someone's situation, we're bringing them hope. We're bringing a little bit of flavor. We are the saison completa of the world. Y'all here with me? Cool, cool, cool. Now, sometimes you go to work, you don't like people, they smell sometimes, and you're just like, bro, there's, I'm not really in a situation or in a, in a season where I feel like I can like hear from God or where I see the light. So it's just like, how can I bring light? How can I make someone else's situation better if my own is? Where do I look? Simple. I got you. That's why I'm here, to help you guys. In Psalms 119, verse 105, it says, The word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light unto my path. So simply, I guess maybe not so simply, depending on how you look at it. If we look into our words, if we dive into our Bibles, it will help guide us through our darkest times, through our darkest seasons. One of my favorite verses is in the beginning. Everything was dark. The earth was void of it. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Sorry. It's early. I'm not a pastor. Not really. But that verse always speaks to me because it's like, bro, even in the darkness, the Holy Spirit was there. Even in my darkest seasons, God is still present. So in everything, when I open up my word, when I open up my Bible, I'd be like, God, I'm not sure where I may be going or, or like where, what my next step is. But, like, I believe your word is a light on my path and a lamp unto my feet. So it's going to at least help me see where I'm going when it's dark. Growing up, when I was a kid, I used to hate the dark. I had a, my, the way my bedroom was set up was there was a hallway, and that hallway had a light. And I like to keep that light on. But beyond that, there was this darkness. And I was like, bro, I'm not messing with that at all. So like anytime I had to get something on, I like run outside, flick on the lights, I grab it, flick it off, and I run back to bed and get underneath the covers and only hope that some, the monsters wouldn't get me. And often I'm just like, bro, if I just keep my lamp before me, the Bible speaks about how we know in part. We may not know the full picture, but when we do not trust in our own understanding and we lean on God's word, he'll help us through the seasons. It might be a little scary, like God, I've never done this before. I remember when I first started preaching, it was the worst thing ever because I was trying to be someone that I wasn't. I was trying to be Pastor Matt because he's such an amazing communicator. And I was like, bro, what are you doing? You are black. You are black, Sean. You can do this. <laughs> no shade, Pastor Matt. I love you. You're amazing. But because of like what I thought I saw beyond the light that was exposed to me, it freaked me out a little bit. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, it says this, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop then cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp, then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise our Heavenly Father. 
So the thing about like why it's so important for us to be strategically placed implanted in wherever we are, maybe at work or, or, or like just going out to Trader Joe's because that's where God lives. We have to be conscious and aware that like, Lord, the reason why I'm here is because in every situation, I'm the light here. You may very well be the only Bible that anyone ever comes to know. And that's a crazy thought. Also an amazing thought. The goal in our lives should always be to let our little lights shine in every situation. So when, like, I want to be the friend that when, like, my homie calls with an issue, I can actually lead him to Bible scriptures and not just, like, nah, like, who are we riding out on? Like, tell, give me a name, number, address, we gonna find them. I just want to make sure that in everything, like, I, I can guide people to the true light because we are all just refractions of, our, of God's light. Amen. In Romans chapter 15, verse 4, it says, Such things are, were written in scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promise to be fulfilled. In all things, if we seek, our word, seek God's face, he says that he will reveal himself to us. And if we open up these Bibles, this is literally God's breath, his word given to us, made tangible, made feasible, so that we can actually grasp and understand and have at our sides at all time. Um, a few years ago, I made a project, a mixtape, as Matt said, I rap a little bit and stuff like that. I put the words together, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I made it, I made it at first because I'm just like, bro, I just want to bring people hope. I actually called it a new hope. I'm a big nerd, and Star Wars is like one of my favorite things. I'm still trying to get my wife into it. It's not happening, even with the help of Baby Yoda. It's just not working. And, and I was like, bro, I just want to like bring people hope. And then it was crazy. Because like a year later, maybe a year or two later, when I was just in a weird season of my life, and I was just like, bro, I don't, I feel alone. I don't know what to do. I was like dabbling in depression. I threw on my mixtape, and I felt like Kanye for a moment, because like, you listen to your own songs? But I was just like, bro, like, this wasn't me that wrote this. Like, the Holy Spirit had a major hand to deal with this. Like, the words were like literally coming out of like my car speakers and just like speaking to my soul, and I'm like, God, like, this is wild to me. When times get hard, I keep my head up. I got to remember my God comes through in the clutch. People fussing and fighting, moving fast as lightning, but prayer and supplication is where you find enlightenment. I've been through times so frightening. Lost mind, couldn't find it, but the bloodshed reminded that he sacrificed for my sins. Now I'm living good. I always win. My enemies, I cancel them. They hassle in while I'm dancing in your passion. Burns bright for him. I'm flipping all the negatives, like pancakes, I flatten them. Holy Ghost, no Pac-Man. When I'm a feet, I trample them like a rhino or a stampede. Mufasa, no Lion King. If I just hold on tight to your word, I get my blessing. I'm showing off my light in the room. Just say I'm lamping. I'm speaking life over my girl. It keeps her happy. When times are hard, don't you quit. Just take it to OT. Don't forfeit. When I couldn't pay rent, car note, I spent more time on my knees that didn't make sense. And I was just like, bro, why is that so profound? Bro, I didn't even go to college. This is dope. <laughs> Sometimes you got to set yourself up where even if you can't see the light, God is presenting the light before you. You got to stay ready so you don't ever have to get ready. Bro. Everybody good. Everybody here. Everybody with me. I feel like people are in search of hope, and they possibly just don't know it. 
if only they knew that like there was a brighter lens, that there was something better that was coming out of this, and I'm getting ready to land in a bit, Will, so if you wanna come up here and boop, 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 thanks, cool, love you. If only people knew that like, bro, like it will get better. I have a friend, uh, she actually lives in Korea now, and she always used to say this to me. She was like, it will all be okay in the end. And if it is not okay, it is not the end. And I was just like, okay, prophetess. It's crazy because even the situation that happened in Miramar the other day with, with like the UPS driver getting shot, like I have a friend that worked with people that knew this guy and basically said like, Bro, like this was like his first day driving and he just had a kid and I was like, wow, to make matters even worse. And I just be like, bro, people, people are out here robbing and stealing because they feel like this is their hope. This is their way in. This is their other side that will make things better for them. But there's a better way. And his name is Jesus. I can't tell you the amount of times that I leaned on Jesus and he fixed situations that I and my own human being possible, my own strength couldn't fix. Sometimes I just had to pray because when I had issues in my marriage, I was just like, babe, like, babe, I can't help you, but Jesus can help you. And he came through. Like, we serve the God of the clutch. Like, he will always come in time. He will always make that shot, time, buzzer. I'm sorry, I don't play sports like that anymore, so I forget the terms. Everyone's always looking forward to something. They're always, they, sometimes they don't even have anything to look forward to, and it makes them want to end their lives. And it, it breaks my heart. Everyone grew up here, in here possibly and, and waiting on Christmas morning as a kid. I remember when I, was, um, when I was a kid, we would always have a tradition that at midnight we can like open one gift. And with that anticipation, I couldn't even sleep. I'd stay up. I'm like, it's way past my bedtime and this is great. I can't wait to open the biggest gift that I have under the tree. And, and it's, it's, it's just that childlike wonder that we have to hope and look forward to something to know that like our days, our, our days here are fleeting and then like one day we'll be in the eternal party of heaven. And I just wanna make sure that we all are continuing to invite people to that party. Anyone in here, in here is into Enneagrams? All right, so um, I'm a seven, which means I'm annoying. And um, basically like that's, that's what we strive on. We always strive on um, new experiences. Ask my wife, she hates it because sometimes those new experiences come in the form of expenses and we just like, to, oh, let me buy this. Let me find, find out about new tech. Oh, I gotta get on that. If we, if we could get people to like say that, see that Jesus is the thing to look forward to in the end, I think the whole world will get like a really big hug and revelation out of that. Um, so you gotta be careful when you actually do find this hope. You gotta hold on to it for dear life. The, the, truth, the truth is that like there is an enemy out there. He will try to steal your hope. He will try to rob you of your joy. He will try to take, you, take your peace from you. And that's fine. The Bible says that weapons will be formed, but they will not prosper against us. So in everything, you got to know that like you also have that choice, that even if someone may come your way or a situation might rise up, that you have a choice to keep your peace. You have a choice to keep your joy. You have a choice to keep your hope because it's something on the inside of you that no one can take out. I remember once the enemy tried to take my joy, tried to take my peace, tried to take my hope, um, and possibly even my life one time. Can you throw up that, that picture right quick? Um, so I was driving home one day. It was a very, uh, it's a weird story, but long story short, I hit a parked car. 
um, on the side of the road, thought that would be funny. Um, and I got out of the car, screaming like, oh, oh, oh my God, oh, okay. Let me take a selfie right quick. And yeah, like I, I, lost, I lost my whip. Um, <laughs> as you can see, um, coming, coming from work, and I caused like mad traffic, but I didn't lose my life. I didn't walk away from that accident with any pains in my body. I literally had like just a slight burn on my wrist. Um, God came through. We got money from the car. We were able to put that towards a new car. Um, I was still able to continue to get to work to make more money for this car that I'm now paying for. Um, and, and I chose to make sure in everything I saw Jesus. I chose to make sure in everything I saw that there was hope. My thing is like, I'm not dead yet. Every morning I wake up is another day God's like, there's more to do. Let's go, Holy Spirit. Let's work. Every day that I wake up, I know that, bro, there's more for me to do. There's more for me to get to. There's a bigger blessing. The Bible says it's simple like this. Like, we go from grace, to, from glory to glory to glory, which means every season it only gets better. Isn't that a crazy thought? Some people feel like this might be their last season. The gospel, the good news, is a message that sometimes isn't well received, sometimes isn't something that we ourselves, and even speaking for myself, present to people sometimes. Sometimes we get in our feelings, sometimes we don't wake up in the best of moods. I get that. But what if we could all be conscious and aware enough to seek God's face, to find scriptures to stand on? I'm more than a conqueror, I can do this. And in all things, Make sure that we're reaching out to people. Make sure we're loving on people. Make sure that we're seeing people as they pass us on the daily streets. I'm not well-traveled. I am from Miami. And if you know anything about Miami, we aren't nice to each other. We don't look people in the face. Uh, we keep walking as much as we can. Once my wife and I went to uh, Colorado, and everybody was super nice. It, was all, almost, it wasn't off-putting, but it was like weird. It was like, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Where are you from? Why are you still here? But being able to make the difference in someone's life is all the difference. We got to get people into eternity with us, man. Thanks for listening to City Lift Church's podcast. Subscribe now to get new episodes each and every week. If you live in or are ever in the South Florida area, come visit us on Sundays at Northeast High School in Oakland Park. You can also visit our website at citylift.church and keep updated with us on Instagram by following us at citylift.church.